saw the midnight screening of Force Awakens last night. I don't know if I'm tired because of that or because we just watched the Star Wars Holiday Special. Sorry, very tired right now. Welcome to the Massive Attack 12 Days of Christmas Special Specials, Day 5. I'm the host, Mitch. A host, Mitch. Be host, Joe. You're you're the host. (laughs) That's not me. You're, you're, You're host, Joe. Told you I'm tired. Yes. Because I didn't just go to the midnight session of the movie. I also went to a recording of a podcast straight after at three o'clock. I'm tired. And you made me watch this. Yes. So, 1978. Did you suggest And I said, no. It's topical. I know it's topical. But what is it? We even said last year that we weren't going to do this because it was too expected. Yeah. But you had to do it this year. There's a new Star Wars movie out, so we went back and watched the 1978 Star Star Wars Wars holiday Holiday special. special. Which technically isn't Christmas. Life Day. It's Life Day. Okay, so... We may be stretching the rules on this one a little, but all right, I'll grant it. I'll grant it. So, 1978. Yep. Star Wars was released a year earlier. It was a bit popular. Yeah. So, a variety TV company sort of went to George Lucas and said, can we use your characters and we're going to do a Christmas special? And he sort of goes, yeah, okay. What a mistake. Big mistake. Probably only second biggest mistake to us actually deciding to sit down and watch this again. I warned you. I would. But yes, though, I I actually have fond memories of this. Not now. I did. Yeah. Because uh, I caught it one Saturday morning or afternoon. They played it. I do remember watching it because I remember the Boba Fett cartoon. We'll go into details a bit more later. But it is something that did air on Australian TV one Saturday afternoon. I, I can definitely remember it. seeing it on TV. So I did have, for me, it was awesome. I mean, it was, when it was, if it was 78 or 1980 or 82, whenever they show, I don't know. But all I know is it was Star Wars, and more Star Wars, because it was pre-video back then, so all I had for Star Wars was my figures, yep. and if it was lucky enough to play on tally, that was it. So this was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Then. Do you think it's one of those like shared memories that everyone has that they can remember seeing this on TV, and they probably didn't? Like, I, can, I have this memory that I thought I've seen. I definitely saw it. I definitely I'm, saw it. I'm sure I definitely saw it. But then watching it again, there was so much of it I don't remember. But it's fucking long. And I'm going to swear because it's <laughs> orco level shit sometimes. But it is it is long. And there's some questionable bits in there. They're not meant to be questionable, I don't think. But if you look at it going, hang on, that's a bit weird. Maybe it was cut down because it is two hours long. Yeah. Maybe it was cut down to fit. And they may have taken sections out that, that you don't remember. Maybe. Because they could have taken all the shit out. It would have been a lot shorter. <laughs> But no, no, yeah, so, I mean, I remember bits, I remember Lumpy, and, like, the, the Chewbacca's family, like, yep. well, alright, the Star Wars Holiday Special, let's, let's get down the plot pretty quick, you have, it's, it's Kashyyyk, the, the Wookiee home planet. Do they actually you, call it Kashyyyk, though, or do they just call it Chewbacca's home planet? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember them saying Kashyyyk, but for all of us I, in the know, we I, know it's Kashyyyk. I don't remember them actually saying Kashyyyk until, didn't. like, the prequels came out. Probably. Yeah, anyway... So, and you've got these three Wookiees. There's a young child Wookiee, there's a lady Wookiee, and there's an older gentleman Wookiee. 
I wouldn't call him a gentleman. Well, <laughs> we'll question that later. And they're getting around, getting ready for Life Day, which looks a shitload like Christmas, but anyway, it's Life Day. And they do the talk in their Chewbacca grunts, you know, their Wookiee grunts. So it's all sort of that. And they keep having interactions through video conferencing with people or Imperial troopers turn up for whatever reasons. They talk on the video phone to um, Chewbacca and Han who are in the Falcon and they're, we're on our way, we'll make it back by life day, don't worry, we're just got to avoid some, you know, Imperial blockades, get there when we can, love you, you know, that sort of thing. And it's just these weird, uh, they're not skits, but Look, it's just they, they're they're set pieces, set yeah. pieces. So it starts off and you've got Marla, which is Chewie's wife, she's got to cook dinner. So she's got like almost an iPad set up with recipes and she's watching TV and there's a TV chef saying, oh, you want to prepare this? This is how you do it. And it, it is Harvey Corman from, I think the Carol Burnett show probably would have been what he was in at the time. I had he's no a, idea who he was. He's a, he was a big name comic at yep. the time, like TV c- c- comedy actor. Yeah. Um, so he was in there and he was dressed in drag, a bit like Mrs. Doubtfire, actually, hmm. trying to teach you how to cook and doing all this weird alien food stuff. And then every now and then another hand would grow, like you're doing this with one hand stirring, then pouring this in with another, and then another hand would come out well, of him. I, th- and- I think that was the joke, that you needed multiple hands to be able to do yeah. this recipe, and, and obviously Chewie's missus was struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was well too longer than it needed to be. It was a very long joke. And that was one sketch. Yeah. You had Imperials coming over saying, where's your rebel scum husband or something to that effect, saying, where are they? It's like, he's not here, you can't. And they kept threatening and leaving and then... Smashing up Lumpy's toys and stuff. Tricks. (laughs) They were. So it's weird. And then... What was it? The musical number by Jefferson Starship. Jefferson oh, Airplane. Well, all right, we're going to say it way out of order here because I can't remember the order it came in. It's just it was too hard. Yeah, so they got like vid, hollow vids or something like that. So old Grandpa Chewie puts on his little hollow vid and he watches yeah, Jefferson Starship do a, do a number. Yep. And that's, it looked kind of cool the way they did it to make it look like a hologram. It was, it was okay. The song was a bit shit, but it just. It's Jefferson in, Starship, it goes without saying. And it also went in theme with the show, so it was fun. <laughs> then you had Art Carney, another big name comedy actor at the time, sort of came in. So it was a variety show, it was. It was. So it was bringing in variety acts. Yeah. And he was playing a, a local shopkeeper, I guess. Yeah. And he sort of had special presence for them that was coming, you know, through the rebellion kind of thing. And he was sort of the voice for the Wookiees when they needed to talk to the Empire or something like that he could actually speak so they used him to get the plot moving along and he gave more hollow vids than that to Lumpy and he ended up watching a cartoon like it was a little animated cartoon which was the introduction to Boba Fett two years before Empire Strikes Back so this was really the highlight of the show yes and it's I think it's the only redeeming feature of the whole thing correct Even that wasn't all that good. Like, I remember people talking this up and saying how good it was, but he didn't have a New Zealand accent or anything. It's like, what's going on, George? But the weirdest thing is, so you've got Luke and Han and all that doing this stuff in this animated sequence. Yep. And Boba Fett's and, in it. And R2 and all that. Yeah. Why is there a cartoon on these characters in Lumpy's world? Why is he watching a cartoon of Luke and Han and People that are his friends. Yeah, relatives. Yeah. Why are they in a cartoon? I don't get it. Or are they that popular that make cartoons? <laughs> I think uh, you're thinking too much into this. I just didn't get it. So, yeah, so Lumpy's watching that. As it turns out, the people that did the animation for this little cartoon went on to make the Ewoks and the droids cartoons. Yeah, well, there you go. Hmm. Are they any good? I've watched it, prob- it for a long time. It probably was at the time. Droids definitely doesn't hold up. I watched that in the last few months and decided it wasn't for me anymore. Fair enough. Yeah, so that's one sort of... 
And you get all just these different sections. Then they go to the, the cantina. They rebuild a shoddy version of the Star Wars cantina in Tatooine. But and they did have a lot of the like costumes. The costumes from the, the real movie band were there. Yeah. And B. Arthur working the bar. And this, again, another sketch that went way too long. It was just like, she's there talking to a bunch of people and the aliens are coming in doing, oh, you can't hold your drink and this and that. And then she wants to kick everyone out. She bursts into song and it goes forever and it's not funny. It's not entertaining. It's not anything. It's just like, okay, we've got B. Arthur, a big name at the time. She was probably doing Maud or something like that. Probably. Maud, yeah. And um, just long, just long, long, long. But the highlight, I think, of the... Is Grandpa Wookiee watching porn? I think it's got to be the only. Like as a kid, you remember Boba Fett in the cartoon. That's the coolest thing ever. As an adult, you're going. Did Grandpa Wookiee really watch porn? It wasn't really porn though, was it? It was, was getting off. It was softcore. Yeah, well, definitely softcore because it's a kid show, of course. No, but what happens? He gets a. I suppose you call it virtual reality helmet. Yeah. He sits down. And he's there, and I, I don't know who it is. I think it was some disco singer from the, from the late seventies. Yeah. And she's talking to you, all seductive, like, do you like that? Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> he's getting very excited, nodding in agreement with everything she's saying. And then she bursts into song, and it's like a Jackson 5 film clip or something. And it's very seductive, and he's, he's, he's enjoying it a lot. You, you only see his face. You don't see what's going on down below, but there's a lot of movement. That's all I can say. It looks like fucking porn. Seriously. <laughs> so Tell me it doesn't. It, no, it does. <laughs> yes. it, it really does. And that brings me to the big question is, who was the target audience of this? Obviously, it's aimed at kids. But a lot of the variety skits would be totally lost on kids. Like, kids wouldn't know who B. Arthur is. No, they were big shows. We've got to remember, this was a time when there's only four channels. So, probably 40 million people watching Maud. I'm making numbers up right now. I have no <laughs> fucking idea. But... We're talking they were big shows. There was no alternative. It was pre-cable and all that sort of stuff. So these were big names. Carol Burnett show was huge. So Harvey Corman and Art Carney and all that. These are massive names. So they would have known. And I think kids probably then had more of an attention span than I do right now. Probably. Because fuck, I'm useless now. Uh, especially watching this, I don't know I was in my iPad, I had an iPhone out, I had everything. So I'm like, Jesus. I was looking for some of that Wookiee porn. I was just like, this is shit. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it's, it's bizarre. I, who was for? I don't know. But I think Star Wars was such a big thing that adults went as well. So yeah. it was sort of like for everyone. I don't know where it, when it aired in the States, like what time of day. It was probably a nighttime thing i'm assuming probably like we got it here it was an afternoon saturday afternoon thing so us not remembering bits might be because they took the wookie point out that's what i reckon and to make room for ads and shit like that otherwise it would have gone on forever because it went on forever without ads because this is on youtube people as you probably know if you looked at the show notes although strangely the version on youtube had the boba fett cartoon cut out and we had to find that separately yeah because apparently that was bridge copyright copyright, but the rest of it that was fine yeah so um it's bizarre it's it's interesting Uh, i suppose we'll just finish the plot because it's so important the the stormtroopers are there they start destroying lumpy's toys they're all pissed off you get a there's a bit of drama going on it's okay han and chewy show up just in time knock the stormtroopers off the fucking balcony and we're talking balconies of a fucking 100 foot tree so (laughs) they're dead they killed people at the end of this that that that's what this kid showed you they killed fucking stormtroopers at the end and uh, just rewind when you were a kid right did you think stormtroopers were robots i didn't i didn't (laughs) i didn't think about it like like, yeah han and chewy took um han and luke took their helmets off and they were obviously they could wear a suit i never thought other people were under them i don't know it was a weird thing yeah i didn't know what they were no i didn't really think of them as people under there no i think about a lot no. All right. Yeah. So they all get home. 
it's all good. Imperials, you know, apparently knocking two off the balcony is enough. They, they're safe. So everyone's happy. They all get together for life day. Princess Leia turns up. Luke turns up. Then you get this moment where one, uh, one of the um, ceremonies, I guess, for life day is to just stand around like a bunch of dicks and sing. <laughs> or let Princess Leia sing when she's coked off her tits. That, that's what happens. And you've got Han Solo looking like he does now, actually. Pretty disgruntled. Doesn't want to be he just there. Doesn't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Luke, because... Fuck, he didn't give a shit. He was happy as. He was like, I'm fucking in. Yeah. And I don't think he needed coke for that. He was just fucking that excited. He was high on that, life. That's Luke. And he hasn't smashed his face with a, his motorbike accident yet. So he still looked like, you know, Star Wars Luke, not Empire Luke. Fresh-faced far boy Luke Skywalker. Yeah, it's just bizarre. The whole thing is bizarre. I, I do think it's quite interesting. They credit James Earl Jones in the credits, but every shot they had of Darth Vader was just footage from Star Wars spliced into this. Did they have talking though? So we probably need to credit did, if did they Did he use, say something? I don't know. Not. But yeah. Use credit, yeah. So yes. Couldn't afford to get Darth Vader and David Prowse or whoever it was in the suit back, so they just used the footage that they used before. But yeah. A lot of reused footage, actually, because there was a bit with the Millennium Falcon and TIE Fighters. That was just Star Wars footage, too. Yeah, well, exactly. Where's your budget? There was no. No. It was all in Harvey Corman and Art Carney and fucking, not Estelle Getty, the other golden girl person. Rumor cloud ahead. Lord. <laughs> Be Arthur. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of glad we watched this, but in a way, I, I really don't want to ever want to watch it again. No, it's just, it's not fun. You want it to be fun. You want to sit down with people and say, look at this train wreck, and it's just a boring train wreck. Yeah. It, and that's the problem with it. It's like, well, this could be, you could show bits, like the cartoon's kind of good. You show the Wookiee porn and freak the fuck out of people going, what the fuck is this? It's the kid show, people. It's like, what? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, George Lucas doesn't like this. I mean, he's gone on record as to saying if he had the time and a sledgehammer, he would get every copy he could find and well, destroy it all. Because there was no official release of this. No. It came out and people had bootlegs VHS tapes back in the day and they would you know trade them at conventions and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so it's the only reason it survived is because of that. And I think now because of YouTube, people know of it because we're in this you know wonderful digital age where any piece of shit that's ever been on television can live on forever. Mm-hmm. And maybe it should have died with the VHSs, I don't know. Yes, and apparently, another little note here, um, Carrie Fisher... Ask for a copy off George. That's that's what she wanted to do a commentary for one of the Star Wars movies. That was her, what she requested. <laughs> and she puts it on at parties now. Generally, at the end of the party when she wants people to leave. But yeah, so... But it's just um, bizarre. I mean, it's a sign of the times. I mean, you go back and say, this is 1978. This is television. This is variety. These are the people who are big. Star Wars was big. It was just one of those things. It was just so bizarre. And back then, it was the start of the cash-in, really, wasn't it? Like... Star Wars characters were on everything. Yeah, I mean, and George, he goes, "We did, they just said, can we do it? And we said, yes. So it's got nothing to do with George. And they said, you can do what you want. And he regrets that and saying, well, we wouldn't have done it that way. I wouldn't have let them do this. But yeah, it's kind of cool in a way. But I mean, when there was only the three Star Wars movies and that, it was kind of cool. Then you get the Phantom Menace and you go, oh, there's more. And then you get the whole prequels. And it's just like, oh, there's just a lot of shit now. But yeah, because of the Caravan of Courage, the Ewok movies, it's just like, well, there's a lot more shit than there is good now with Star Wars, you know? So let's hope, as I said about last night's show. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's an amazing timepiece, but it's not something you can revisit no. often, often. It's, 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 it's just, yeah, a bit shite. A bit. A bit shite. All right. Well, that's probably a good place to wrap up today's episode. Mm-hmm. Well, do we have any Christmas Star Wars memories? Well, obviously back in 1978, 77, when Christmas... Back in Wales, was it? No, I was in Australia. Oh, okay. I'm, I actually... Here's, here's some history. Star Wars was the last movie I saw in the UK before I moved to Australia. Oh, convenient, because that's where it was filmed. Yeah. Well, and Tunisia, but you know, Pinewood <laughs> Studios, mostly. But yes, when I, when I was little, I lived in England, not Wales. 
And I did see Star Wars at the theatre. Theatre. The cinema, before I came to Australia. Mm-hmm. So I have a very fleeting memory of seeing Star Wars. I was only not, not even quite six at the time. I do remember getting into it more like most kids of our generation. I got into it more by the toys. And I think it was either Christmas 77 or Christmas 78 that... I love that album. <laughs> I had a lot of the figures and my favourite figure was, was Chewbacca. And I got Chewbacca for Christmas, the figure for Christmas. And later on, my dad actually told me that he went to about five different toy shops all over like CBD of Sydney because we lived in coastal New South Wales and Sydney was like a four hour drive away and he was just happened to be in Sydney because he was in the Navy at the time and he was coming off, coming off a ship and he was in Sydney and he stopped Hell at the seven seas five, in the five Navy. different shops in Sydney just to find me in the Navy sorry sorry yeah five different toy shops in Sydney just to find me a Chewbacca and I think that's dedication for it's you amazing yeah. Where is that Chewbacca now? I don't know. When, when I was old enough to move out of home, I moved out. And at that stage, it was before the sequels. And I had no idea that Star Wars was ever going to have a comeback. So I just said to my parents, any of my toys in my house, you can toss them, get rid of them, sell them in garage sales, do what you like. So my collection of LJN wrestling figures, my Transformers, my Master of the Universe, my Star Wars figures... All of my childhood memories I just left behind when I moved out, and now I look at eBay and I cry, and I think about how much things were worth. you ceremoniously punch yourself in the dick (laughs) every now and then just to... (laughs) Just like Grandpa Wookie. (laughs) Just to take it in full circle. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. I I, I must have had Star Wars Christmas memories, but I can't think of any. Like, there's no big, I got the Millennium Falcon or the X-Wing or something like that. I never... I never got the big toys. I don't remember getting the big toys. I don't remember having any... Because I know, like, with He-Man, we talked about it. Yeah. It's like... Castle Grayskull and Snow Mountain and stuff. It's funny, though, because I had a couple of the bigger playsets, but I had more the generic playsets. I can remember when Empire came out, I had, like, the Hoth battle scene playset that had spring-loaded plastic bridges and you turn it and it's like the the bombs going off and the yep. bridge collapsing and stuff and but i never had like i never had a millennium falcon i never had a walker yeah I, I had a scout walker when that the ats too yes that's that's yeah i had a scout walker when return of the jedi came out but that was probably the biggest of the individual toys i had i was always really envious with one of my friends when i was in early in high school because he and my dad were in the navy together and they brought back the imperial (laughs) shuttle from you know hong kong or somewhere where they were on on tour once so yeah my mate got this massive they're on tour (laughs) they were on a boat (laughs) (laughs) they were on a boat in a foreign country (laughs) yes and he bought his son this big ass imperial shuttle Oh. And I, it was something I, I don't remember seeing. In the oh, show, that's the, in the, the triangle-y thing, the one long? Yeah, the one from, yeah, from Return Jedi. of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, were cool. that was cool. Mm. That was cool. And now my kids have got a Lego version. I tell a fucking lie. Like, I do have a Star Wars Christmas gift. Well, here we go. I'm walking. He is. I'm walking. Oh, this motherfucker, bitch. Batteries don't work. But Stormtrooper gun from Star Wars. Not Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars. So this is from 1978. I had the Han Solo blaster. And Still it made noises works. that I never remember. Just the batteries. Just those batteries, yeah. But Kenner toys were better back then. Yeah. You should take those batteries out, because if they leak, you're fucked. I don't know how long they've been in there. I honestly do not know how long they've been in there. But they're not leaking, so that's all right. That's all right. On you, everybody. You rock. But I've got this Use motherfucker. Yeah. Yes. So there you go. I do remember that now. It's a really noisy when it works. Yeah. So was the blaster I had. Funny about that. I did buy the Biker Scout from Jedi. I bought that gun with my own money. I remember it cost $12 because I collected $12 coins. <laughs> I saved up 12, really? $12 coins. Yeah, apparently. It's that much. Or did mum pay the rest? Probably, because she's generous that way. 
and I suck at saving. That was cool. Mm. The best thing about that is it had this like rose red like in the ice the 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 site, and they had like a printed on site on it. So I was like, oh, this would be really accurate. It's a fucking gun that doesn't shoot, but I was thinking that was so cool. And then like I tried to replicate it with my my stormtrooper gun, so I put like cellophane over the edge of it. And used a texter to put a, you know, and pretty much the texter was as thick as a fucking iPhone. <laughs> I couldn't see a fucking thing. Yeah, the smart friend of mine, he sort of like did the same thing with um, with the cellophane. And he got like thread and put it across mm-hmm. in the crosshairs. And it's like, oh, aren't you fucking smart? And he is actually really smart. <laughs> did he use the red cellophane that you got from your Transformers figures to no, see the, no, the thing on the back? No, no, no. Right. Okay, but, that Christmas memories aside, Star Wars toys aside, I think you are probably better just to sit down for an hour and a half and think about the toys you had when you were a kid rather than watching this again. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has definitely been a long one. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so was the episode, so it Not makes sense. Not as long as the episode. Yeah. There is versions of this on YouTube. If you really want to watch it, go and watch it, but don't blame us. Yeah. All right. And we will be back tomorrow with something a little bit more lighthearted, I think. And I think we're going to watch a Tick Christmas special tomorrow. Ah, oh, sweet. Yes. I All like right. that show. Until then, Mitch. All right. Hooroo. Bye-bye. Slay the ring. Are you listening? In the name. So is listening. A beautiful sign. What happened tonight? Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in a winter wonderland. In the matter we can build a snowman. Earth, earth, earth.